0: Be <laughs> here, Hello and uh, welcome to another Alliance Wine On Air podcast uh, with me James Um, and this edition we have got uh, Duncan from Mount Edward down in the deep south of Otago in uh, New Zealand Uh, and we're going to find out a little more about uh, Mount Edward, Otago, uh, what he's up to um, and just have a general chat. So um, well welcome Duncan.
1: Greetings. Greetings. Uh, Thanks nice, very much.
0: Nice nice to have you over. It's a long way to come. Um I can't imagine that, well, I actually can't imagine. I've no idea how cold it is down in Otago. I know it's mid-winter. Wow, what is it, 30, three de, uh,
1: 33 degrees today. I, I left and it was uh, snowing. And um, t- two bottles of wine and, and three si- sleeping pills. Later, I, I woke up in, in Heathrow. <laughs> <laughs> in <many> <laughs> <degrees>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pity the person next to me. Yeah.
0: Um, that's kind of, I forget because Otago, yeah, it snows. It's, it's yeah, one we we live
1: in the middle of Southern Alps. Uh, which is um, central Otago it is um, a place that's super seasonal Uh, we've got skiing for three months of the year Uh, we have a massive spring where everything grows within a few weeks and then summer goes um, searingly hot Um, it's the one of the driest places in New Zealand but also 100 kilometres away is the wettest place in New Zealand in Milford Sound that gets I think eight metres of rain a year. So every single valley is different from rainforest to desert within the space of about 100 kilometres.
0: And I suppose it's one of the things, in the Southern Alps, I mean, and it really is the Alps that... Yeah, difference. you think of Switzerland January. and downsize it. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, mini Switzerland without the cheese or the annoying you know, <laughs> leather pants or something like that. <laughs>
0: So on that basis, yeah, nice yeah. picture. Uh, what is uh, then? Why a target? Why? I mean, you know, why new you? I, and think, your you, band I think
1: you get. I think you get attracted by different reasons. I mean, um, truth be told, my reasons were primarily probably when I started about the area for adventure, for skiing, for you can be in the middle of nowhere within five minutes. Um, you've got everybody there is a get up and go sort of person, there's no there's no one who's mucking around who's not doing something so there's a lot of energy there yeah. and there's a lot of energy um, that comes from the environment so you've got big tall mountains, you've got rivers, you've got lakes, you've got the ability to go and do things um, so I think that's draws... classic
0: Kiwi lifestyle sort of just yeah, yeah whatever
1: that is I mean no one really plays rugby anymore um, and and um, <laughs> you know, well never did um, you know and under 13 C's I think was the last game um, you know never again and um, but people are drawn there for for be able to do things yeah. and then you everything's so accessible these days that yeah, you, yeah. you can live in that sort of environment and forge a career sure. from a, from a wine perspective it's the most southern southerly wine growing area in New Zealand yeah. it has these extremes of weather and because of that um, you you develop wines that are more distinctive you know, the more the, the the bigger the shifts in temperature the more aromas you get the uh, the the less rainfall and the most more sunshine, <coughs> the more vitality that you can get in a wine. So, it has its it has its um, problems. It's it's frosty. It's cold. Um, some years the wines are right on the edge. But I think the wines that are on the edge or have these little flaws to them always have more personality than, yeah, than yeah. wines from There's warmer just, climates.
0: It, so 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 uh, a region or. A value that is more temperate and more consistent doesn't necessarily bring out what you're saying, is doesn't necessarily bring out the best or the most interesting wine because it's. No, I think the most
1: interesting personalities are always uh, people with flaws, and, 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 uh, and flaws are, you know, that's just one person's um, idea of something that's not perfect. You know, what, yeah. what is that? I think the wines that, wines that have interesting little traits and are different, you know, I'd rather appeal to the you know, 20% than the 80%. And I think the wines from Central Otago increasingly do that, you know, wines from Central Otago have a history, certainly the Pinots, and that's what most people think about, of being richer and riper and have a real fruit content, that's true to an extent. But these days, you have everything from wines that are very savoury and herbal-driven to wines that are driven by acidity. To the stylistic differences are huge now.
0: So, um, ha- so how is that? That like kind of leads me into vineyards. In my head, is cause how is that being achieved, or are you, are you working on that variety? Because yeah, you're right. targo wine uh, is Pinot, deep dark fruit, brambles, bit of spice, yeah. and that kind of thing. But if you're talking about savoury and, and, and high I guess comes naturally with uh, with the territory but is so the tailwa you've got to work with is does it you know change
1: well the, I think the, the advantage with um, there's a couple of things in that. When you've been working in, in, in wine or in the vineyards for you know at least sort of 10 or 15 years you get to a maturity of you know how to grow grapes you know how to make wine and you like everybody you move on from the obvious yeah. and so you've seen that the area is now 25 years i've been there for 20 years and we've moved on from what we want to drink and both what we consider interesting as have um, the, as has the market in yeah, terms yeah. of consumers, wine so we're, you know we, wine, wine wine moves on, so we 're looking for things that are more interesting as a region as a winery, Mount Edward has gone from wanting to produce nice grapes and 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 wine and wines that are, are pleasing to some to things that are really quite different, so we have we 've been relatively progressive in the last year in the last ten years. We have done everything from, we we're one of the first to make orange wine in, in New Zealand. We have made New Zealand's first vermouth. We went. We now make um, an oxidized shenan that's like sherry-esque. Um, these are all sort of experimental wines, but along with that gives you the opportunity to constantly tweak your main wines, which for us is Pinot, both Mount Edward and Ted. And so we've moved from wines that are very fruit-centered to wines that have a herbal and savory edge. How do we do that? It's partly technique. You use things like 100% whole bunch um, fermentations and that gives you wines that are less fruit scented and more sort of herbal but they have a, a volume, voluminous nature in, in, in the way they taste to picking earlier. We probably pick three weeks earlier than we normally do. Um we and everything we've gone from a winery that was I guess a little bit more regulation to we we haven't used any additives or, or additions for four or five years now. Um, so we're as natural as as you can be without ever giving us that um, label of being a natural winery. That's you know, yeah, not something yeah. I would subscribe to, whatever that means. Whatever that means, we, anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, time. I think it's a misused term at the yeah. best of times. But the whole point is, you want to make wines that are unique and interesting, and having an area that gives you almost perfect fruit most years because there's no disease. It gives you fruit that you can actually use and create and help craft different wines that are very different and without actually having to manipulate them very much at all.